Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, couple of big topics to cover. Number one, the St. Louis Blues got destroyed in their most recent preseason game, 7-0. So I'm going to be going over that. My initial reactions, is it time to panic? Is it time to not worry because it's a preseason game? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, Clem Costin gets sent down on waivers. Will he ever play a game for the St. Louis Blues again? And finally, the final episode or the final segment, uh, what's the deal with Thomas Grice? Should we be worried or is it just a fluke because they were playing a, playing a couple men down against a full NHL roster? I'm talking about all that stuff and more on today's episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you that it is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, everybody, thank you so much for joining today. It's a wonderful Friday. It is uh, getting close to the end of preseason. The St. Louis Blues final preseason game is Saturday, October 8th. Not sure if this episode's going up Friday or Saturday. So it's either today or tomorrow, depending on when it goes up, when you're listening. But preseason is uh, rapidly approaching its end. And that's probably for the best as the St. Louis Blues got absolutely destroyed in their most recent game. So I'm gonna be talking about that. But if this is your first time joining the show, welcome. Uh, My name is Josh Hyman. I've been hosting the show for a while. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening, watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Only about 50% of you are subscribed that are watching this video based on stats. And we're getting close to 500 subscribers. Big milestone. Big occasion. Looking forward to that. And close to 500 episodes. So a lot of, lot of good milestones coming up. Uh, if you're returning listener, thank you. Thank you for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Appreciate you. All right, so let's just jump into it. Got a couple different topics today. Um, first things first, let's just talk about the 7 nothing beatdown that the Blues uh, were handed in their most recent game. Um, obviously, at the start of the episode, I said, oh, is it time to panic? And the answer is no. It's a preseason game. Um, there really isn't a whole lot to take away from it. You know, you can't really look at the players and say, oh, you know, these guys are really concerning me, whatever. Uh, Jordan Kyrou was a late scratch. I don't think there's really too much to be concerned about there. But Ryan O'Reilly was literally the only player in the lineup or the only forward in the lineup that is going to be playing consistently for the St. Louis Blues this season. Robert Bortuzzo was out there on defense as well. So they had, at the end of the day, two NHL players um, and you know they were facing pretty much a a full NHL roster um, that the Blue Jackets put out so at the at the end of the day it was always a game that they were going to lose um, but you know would I have liked them to lose seven to five or four to three yeah that would be kind of nice um, but at the end of the day you know you can't really be too concerned about um, losing a preseason game 7 nothing, especially a preseason game where you're not playing any full-time NHLers because there isn't really anyone you can look at and say, oh, if only if, if they're played this way in the regular season, um, then, you know, then we're screwed. The only guy that you can really point a finger at is Thomas Grice. 
And I talked about this a lot on Twitter, and I'll get into this later in the episode. I don't think last night is a big concern for me in terms of Thomas Grice, but I think it is a representation of who he is as a goalie, and he's just not going to be on every single night. And when he's off, is he's very off. That's kind of a traditional backup goalie in the NHL. It's nothing about him, you know, specifically. It's just kind of what you'd expect, especially when he has, you know, pretty much an AHL defense in front of him playing against full NHLers, uh, a full NHL squad, and a good squad at that in Columbus. Um, so I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, overall though, I, I think it's just a, a good indicator that, um, the blues are, you know, not a perfect team. Uh, I don't think anyone thought they were going to be a perfect team. Uh, every team in the NHL is going to get beat in preseason. Every team in the NHL is going to face big losses, five, nothing, seven, nothing. I would not be surprised if the blues lose something like seven, nothing at some point in the regular season. That's just how the game of hockey works. Some nights it's just not your night. And that's what happened uh, against Columbus. You know, it just wasn't the Blues night, and that's understandable. Like I've said before, I don't want to repeat myself. They had one forward out there that's going to be on their full-time NHL roster and one defenseman, and that one defenseman is going to be their third-pairing defenseman, might not even play every single night. Um, Ryan O'Reilly kind of had to do all the work himself um, in that in that instance, and he looked fine out there. You know, um, I wasn't too concerned with him. He was a minus two, which not great, but that's the middle of the road. You know, there was, there was only, there wasn't anyone on the team that wasn't a minus in terms of plus minus. Robert Bertuzzo being a minus four is a little bit concerning, but he did play close to the most minutes out of anyone on the team. And that's just not what Robert Bertuzzo is going to ever do. You know, he's going to be playing probably about 10 minutes less per game than he played last night. So not something I'm super concerned about there. Um, overall, was it a little bit of a bummer to tune into the game looking for a, a fun time watching blues hockey and watch them lose seven nothing yeah it's it's a bummer you know it's it's i wish the game could have been more fun but is this game an indicator that the blues are going to have struggles in the regular season no not at all now obviously there is a little bit that goes into it uh there are some aspects of the game that are going to have ripple effects um such as you know clem costin and his struggles continuing and leading to him getting put on waivers so i'm going to be talking about that in our second segment coming up but before i get into that segment i want to tell you guys about our good friends over at bet online you know them you love them and they're here for you this hockey season bet online .net is your number one source for football and hockey betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every single game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts, and I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so moving on from the uh, the seven nothing defeat, there are a few individual players that I want to talk about. Um, and the first one is Clem Costin. Now, I talked a lot about Clem Costin in the previous few episodes. Um, and that he was probably the biggest disappointment for me um, so far in this preseason. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, at one point was a member of like the big three or the big four prospects for the St. Louis Blues. It was uh, himself, Jordan Cairo, and Robert Thomas were all looked at as being like the future of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, he was a first round pick, obviously. I don't remember which year. I want to say like 2018-ish, something like that. Don't quote me on that. 
2017. I don't know. He was a first round pick a couple of years back. Um, big frame, a lot of skill, uh, but it just it just hadn't translated to the North American game yet. Um, in that, by the North American game, I mean the AHL and the NHL. He's gotten limited since with the St. Louis Blues. Has struggled there, and um, the various AHL teams the Blues have gone through over the last few years, he's played there as well and hasn't looked that great. He came into the league uh, supposed to be sort of a, a big body skill player, um, kind of a grinder, but more so like a two way player that that has a lot of skill, can score the puck, uh, can score goals, uh, make good passes as well. Sort of a well rounded player and. He kind of, instead of that, turned into a full grinder. He had a ton, a ton, a ton of penalty minutes in the AHL last season, a lot of fights, um, and not a whole lot of points to show for it. Uh, He's had flashes with the Blues where he's looked like he's got some potential there, and I've talked about it in the past few episodes that I think he's sort of just a low-motor player in the sense that he's not as engaged as frequently as some other players. And that can be, uh, that can be, you know, a successful player mold if you have the skills to back it up. Like I talked about Vladimir Tarasenko not having that high of a motor, but the fact that he's a, a top five goal scorer in the league when he's hot, you know, makes up for it. He can be a low motor player and still be on pace to score 40 goals last season like he was. Um, and there are a couple other players, you know, not just in hockey, uh, but you know, in all sports motor is a, is a, is a valuable, uh, attribute for any player to have, um, in any sport, you know, you talk, you hear guys get talked about all the time for their high motor and it can help a, a lower, uh, skilled player as well. You know, a guy like Nathan Walker, who is a mosquito out there, he's a pest. He's not the most skilled player, but there's a reason he had a hat trick is because every time he's out there, he's playing 110%. He's skating super hard and he's making up for what he lacks in skill with effort. And that is a perfect example of a, a lower skilled player, uh, being elevated to NHL caliber because of his motor. Clem Cawson's the opposite. When Clem Cawson is playing at his peak, he's arguably good enough to be an NHL player you know when he's fully engaged and fully trying hard um I think he he could be an NHL player and I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a a team with uh, much less depth than the St. Louis Blues give him a shot um because of that you know because you know you're you're getting a guy that's gonna one out of every five games he's gonna play some pretty good hockey but the rest of the four games he's gonna disappear and the St. Louis Blues just can't really afford a guy like that right now their their lineup has so much depth to it that it wouldn't make sense to to have such an inconsistent player in their lineup um and that's something that I was talking about in previous episodes that he kind of just looks lazy and disengaged out there at times and when you have you know six guys fighting for the last three forward spots if you're disengaged and you're lazy, it doesn't matter how good you are at your peak. You're going to have a really hard time winning that spot. And sure enough, uh, today news breaks that Clem Costin is being sent down on waivers. And that means the Blues have all but given up on him. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know, him being put on waivers means that every other team in the NHL has a chance to just take him for free. You know, they look, they get the waiver list. They see Clem Costin's on waivers. They can put it in a claim and then boom, Clem Costin is on their roster. So, the Blues are essentially fully welcoming trading him for absolutely nothing. So they have all but given up on him. Is there a scenario where he clears waivers, goes down to the AHL, miraculously finds some effort and plays a full season with the Blues next year or comes up with an injury? Sure. You know, that's possible. Um, It's also possible that he clears waivers, spends time in the AHL, and then doesn't get re-signed by the Blues and goes to play somewhere else. 
Uh, I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he got claimed on waivers. Uh, he's young. He's a first-round pick. You know, he still probably has some potential there that teams are willing to take a flyer on, especially teams that aren't as skilled that can afford to just give a guy like Klimkoff in a roster spot. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him get claimed on waivers. But I think his his era with the St. Louis Blues is all but over, unfortunately. You know, he's a player that I was really excited about um, when he was drafted. But at this point, I think he's been given ample opportunity to come in and prove himself with the St. Louis Blues. He had an opportunity last season, even the season prior. Um, and now this season, in preseason, he's had plenty of opportunities, and he just hasn't proven himself. And like I said, it's not just a matter of him breaking through at the NHL level. He struggled at the AHL level, too. Not quite as much. You know, he's looked like a more complete player down there against the lesser competition. But even then, the, he hasn't really shown you a whole lot in the AHL that has shown improvement. And that's the other big thing with Glim Cawson is I just, I don't see him as much of a different player than he was when he was first drafted or when he first was, you know, called up to the St. Louis Blues, his first preseason or his first training camp. That Glim Cawson that we saw a few years ago is pretty much identical to the Glim Cawson we see now. I don't really see an area where I'm like, oh, you know, he's, he's a better skater now, or, or he's more physical, or, you know, he's got a better IQ or he's working harder. It really feels like he's kind of just plateaued as a player and that's something that's frustrating out of a guy that the blues thought had a ton of potential um maybe he needs a change of scenery you know look at tage thompson tage thompson was sort of in a similar vein he didn't have quite as many opportunities um but you know the second that he goes to buffalo he he turns his game around and earns himself a huge contract and looks like a great player could clem cost have that same thing happen to him maybe i don't know it's just i, I don't think it's going to happen with the st louis blues uh, maybe in a couple years when they have more room for for youth on their roster uh, if the timeline was a little shifted but right now I don't see a place for him on this roster um, this year or probably even next year but who knows you know things can change uh, but overall I think the Clem Cawson era in St. Louis is all but over unfortunately um, and a lot of you guys were, were giving me crap when I said that he was my most disappointing player a lot of you guys pointed, oh you know he had a goal he's he hasn't had opportunities whatever well Doug Armstrong agrees with me. He clearly listened to the podcast and said, yeah, you know what? This Josh guy is kind of smart. Clem Cawson hasn't been playing well. I'm going to put him on waivers. So there you go. Um, jokes aside, though, it's disappointing to see. Like I said, he was a player that I was really excited about, um, and it never really came to fruition. But hey, that's that's player development. You're not going to hit every single time. Um, that being said, in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to talk about Thomas Grice. Uh, and this isn't just about last night's or last game where he struggled. It's more just about, you know, him as a whole and and what to expect out of him in the backup role before kind of just giving my overall thoughts on preseason. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Be right back. All right. So one of the few uh, full-time players that played for the St. Louis Blues in that 7 nothing defeat was Thomas Grice. Now, he gave up seven goals last night. Um, or was it last night? Last night? October 6th? Yeah, today's the 7th. <laughs> last night. Um, he gave up seven goals on 31 shots, which is good for a, let's do some quick math, um, a 774 save percentage. That's really bad. Now, was he facing full NHL talent um, or a full, you know, full roster NHL of NHL talent with an a AHL defense in front of him? Yes. 
So I'm not, I'm not like saying, oh, last night it changes everything about Thomas Grice. No, I think this just kind of, you know, reaffirms everything that I've kind of been thinking about Thomas Grice heading into this season where he's a capable backup, but Blues fans have been spoiled where in the last few years, our backups have been guys that can go on runs and become the starter if needed. Thomas Grice just doesn't have that potential. You know, he's looked decent in his other appearances in preseason, but like I said, one out of every few games, he's going to struggle. And it's going to be different than a guy like Jordan Bennington struggling, where he maybe instead of, you know, one or two goals, he gives up three or four. When Thomas Grice struggles, he can give up seven goals. That is kind of what's expected of backup goalies in the NHL is when they're off, they're off, especially when they're not playing as much. So the way that I look at it, the less starts Thomas Grice has, the better. You know, he's he's going to give you some good games. He's going to he's gonna win some games for you. Um, he's going to pitch some shutouts here and there. Uh, he's going to keep you in games. You know, he's a fine backup. The Blues can absolutely win games when Thomas Grice is in net. However, if it gets to the point where Jordan Bennington is struggling or God forbid Jordan Bennington gets hurt and Thomas Grice is starting like four or five games in a row, just like how goalies can win you games, they can steal you games, you know, where you get outshot by 30, uh, but, you know, the goalie stands on his head and, and gives you a chance to win. Goalies can lose you games as well. That's just a fact. And if Thomas Grice is your starter for five consecutive games, one of those games, he might just lose you. It's just, unfortunately, the, the truth. And that's nothing against him as a goalie. That's just expected of, of a goalie of his caliber. He's not starting uh, starting quality goalie. So it puts a little bit more pressure on Jordan Bennington to be consistent and be you know good for a full NHL season. And I think that's something that I've been echoing a lot uh, throughout the offseason is that this is a really big test year for Jordan Bennington in the sense that he doesn't have a safety net anymore. He doesn't have a Billy Huso that can come in and, and take the starting reins and lead the Blues to the playoffs. If you're trusting Thomas Grice to lead you to the playoffs, he is leading you to the draft lottery at that point. Um, and I think Bennington is going to welcome the challenge. I think part of part of him is probably super excited to have you know a true backup behind him in the sense that he he has he is the guy now. He is that goalie and. I'm sure he was a little bit bitter watching Billy Huso have success. You know, he'd never admit it. And, you know, he wants the team to win more than anything. But he he wished it was him out there when he was struggling and Billy Huso was coming in and winning games left and right. He wished that was him. And we saw that in the playoffs. Jordan Bennington came in and lit it up. He was rock solid out there. And I've said this before, the Blues might have beat the Colorado Avalanche if Bennington stays healthy. That's going to be one of the big what ifs of, of Blues history. Um but I think he's excited. I think he's welcomed the challenge. And last night, all it did was reaffirm that, that Thomas Grice isn't going to come out and play stellar hockey every single time he's out there. He had been really, really good heading into last night's game. Um, but that's just the inconsistencies of a backup goalie in the NHL or goalies in the NHL in general. It's just the lows of Thomas Grice are lower than the lows of Billy Huso or the lows of Jordan Bennington. Or if you go way back, the lows of Jake Allen which I guess Jake Allen had some pretty low lows, but we don't need to get into that. People will get mad at me um, <laughs> if I start trashing Jake Allen. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think overall, it's just an indication that Jordan Bennington needs to play great hockey this year. I've stood behind that. I'm confident that he's going to come in and play good hockey because he knows that he has to. And when he's playing with confidence, when he's playing with swagger, he can be one of the best goalies on the planet. And I'm really excited to see that. Uh, that being said, the Blues only have one preseason game left. I'm so, so excited uh, to watch them play regular season hockey. The regular season actually started today. Uh, there are, uh, There's a game going on right now in Europe. 
and nobody can watch it because it's like not on ESPN plus or anything. So I haven't been able to watch it, but just seeing replays on Twitter and stuff is great. So hockey is officially back as of today, October 7th, big news. You know, I'm, I'm so excited for the regular season. The full regular season starts uh, October 11th and the blues get four days after that before their first game, which is really annoying. So from today, October 7th, we have eight short days until the blues start regular season hockey. I'm so excited for that. I hope you guys are too. And if you want to hear all my reactions throughout the regular season, to everything the St. Louis Blues do, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on because that is all the time I have for y'all today. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a good week of, of episodes with the preseason and all that stuff, uh, ramping up the upload schedule, all that fun stuff. Look for close to five episodes next week if possible, plus a couple little short videos coming out. Um about you know five things you need to know for the blue season over under win total there's a lot of content coming your way and the only way you'll be able to find that is like i said following or subscribing wherever you get your podcast plus subscribe on youtube i said it at the top of the episode but if you missed it getting close to 500 subscribers be a big milestone there so please do that if you're feeling generous hit the notification bell that way whenever i upload an episode you'll be the first to know you can hop on you can leave a comment i try to interact with all the comments you guys leave i love reading them i love getting feedback um and all that good stuff. Make sure you follow Locked On Blues on all of our various social accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.